Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang, I do hope you're well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more relationship stories. And if you do love a Reddit story, why not consider hitting a like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. And let's crack on with today's first story. Quick little thank you for Rachel over on Twitter for sharing this story with me on Twitter, of course. And I'm not sure if it's the same person, but also Existential Chaos over on reddit who also wanted to share this with me as well appreciated your cheeky so-and-sos now just a little explanation about today's first story the update itself is from another user and apparently is posted by another person that's in the first story and then reddit connected the two stories if you like so the first part of the story is from a throwaway account called the one that got away and says it was titled my 29 female girlfriends tricked me into breaking up with the one that got away 30 male eight years ago i have an opportunity to reconnect with him now should i i knew Bo, not real name 30 male since we were both 11 years old we both grew up in a small town and our families were neighbors and we became very close friends we were the next door neighbor best friends i started dating in our junior year of high school he took me to prom the homecoming dance and we both picked a college that was in the state that had majors we were both interested in him, I, our families, friends, our preacher, everyone expected us to get married when we went off to college. The college we went to was three hours from our town and it was closer to a major city in our state, about half an hour from the big city, and it was a bit of a culture shock for the two of us. Bo had issues at first making new friends, but I sort of jived with gals in class. My new friends didn't think much of Bo. They kept telling me that I could do better than Bo. They thought Bo was slow-witted, He's not. He's just shy with new people. They thought he was too religious. He was never in their faces. He asked only once if they could recommend the church in the area. They said Bo would just pull me back down to our small town, anchor me with children, and we'd both be stuck as hicks. It reached the boiling point on my 21st birthday. Two of my girlfriends came to me claiming they saw Bo cheating on me. They were stone-faced. They kept to their stories and I foolishly believed them. I confronted Bo and started screaming at him. Bo didn't apologize. He didn't beg and plead. Instead, he got cold and mad. He said that he never trusted my friends, that they were playing me, and he thought I was better than this. I didn't believe him and I let him walk away. He promised that if I took their word without even looking at them critically, that we were over. And he kept his word. From that day, he wouldn't even look at me. He wouldn't talk to me. He wouldn't acknowledge I existed. For the rest of college, he never dated anyone. He just worked, went to class, and graduated early. My friends, they set me up on a ton of dates. Had a bit of a wild college ride. Something I am a bit ashamed of now, honestly. Once I graduated, I tried to get established in life. But my college friends, they just kept wanting to hang out, chill, or party. It honestly got tiring, and I couldn't believe I had the energy to do this for nearly four years while getting an education. It was when I was 23 that one of the girls called me a stick in the mud and 
said something along the lines of, I can't believe we went through the effort of breaking you up with Bo if you were just going to become a wallflower. Couldn't believe it. She went into detail about how easy it was and I felt disgusted. I didn't give Bo another thought after the breakup. I thought he was a cheater and I told my family who told his family and it strained his relationship with his mum for many years. But after that point, I couldn't stop thinking about him. I told my family the truth about what happened with Bo. This apparently helped repair the relationship Bo had with his mother. Apparently, Bo's mum liked me quite a bit and she went out of her way to sabotage Bo's relationships with any girl he brought over to meet the parents. My mum said Bo's mum did it very discreetly, but after finding out the truth, Bo's mum came clean and Bo nearly cut her out of his life. She apparently begged and pleaded and was able to work from there. I have many unfinished drafts of emails to Bo. Some saying I wish to catch up, others begging for forgiveness and pleading for him to come back to me. But any news I got on Bo after the blood with his mum has been sparse. Bo doesn't do social media and I had no idea where he lived. I found out this year Bo has been married for three years and has a two-year-old son. He has moved back to our hometown and I saw him at the grocery store when I went to visit my parents two weeks ago. He didn't see me or at least I think he didn't. But there he was with his wife and child and I instantly felt a swirl of emotions. Jealousy, rage, regret, depression. Even now seeing him with his full family, I still want to beg him for a chance, which makes me feel awful. But at the same time, I feel like I should at least say my piece. I talked to my mum about it and all she said was, the chickens come home to roost. Don't make trouble for Bo. I just know that if I can't talk to Bo one last time, or regret it for the rest of my life. What do I do? Should I contact Bo? Opie then adds an edit to the post and says that they emailed Bo last night and this is what they emailed. They said, Hi Bo, it's me, Amy. I know it's been years since we talked and I wanted to apologize for how we broke up. I also want to apologize for how it spread back to our families. I know now that Tracy and Stephanie were hell-bent on breaking us up any way they could I can't begin to apologize for the hurt it has caused you. I'll be back in town in a few weeks and was wondering if we could have a coffee and catch up. I want to know what's been going on with you in your life. And then OP received a reply from Bo and says, Amy, I want you to know that I've forgiven you years ago. I hope that you are doing well, but would have to say no to coffee or catching up. My wife and I have a strict rule that neither of us hang out with exes. I hope you understand. Opie then continues to say, I tried emailing him to say that he could for sure bring his wife with him, but he's not replied since. I guess you were right. There was no chance to reconnect. Now we've covered stories like this in the past and if Bo was writing this and saying my ex just tried to reconnect with me and gave me this story that you said, I would tell Bo, you do it if you want to, if you want that closure. And he's given you that. He says he doesn't want to reconnect. He doesn't want to meet up with coffee. He's got a wife. He's got children. What can he get out of this? He's told you. And now you just need to leave it where it is. I mean, what more can you say to him? He's not going to break up with his wife and get back with you. So I feel like this can only be closure for OP by meeting up, which he himself said already in the email that he's forgiven you. And now, like I said, I think you just need to leave it alone, which Sanguea says the similar and says, and quotes, I found out this year that Bo has been married for three years and has a two-year-old son, and says, and that's where you need to leave it. Seriously, 
He's had people on both sides sabotaging his relationships for so long. Your friends, his mum, and at this point your desire to seek another go with him will be more of the same. He's married, he's settled, he has a family. While shit happened, there's no undoing it, and at this point, you must deal. Road Goddess replies that saying, leave him alone. Anything you would do would be strictly for your own gratification. You and everyone around him spent so much time messing up his life. Just leave him alone. You need to go to counseling and work on dealing with the ramifications for your actions. Cultural Shape says, Say for the sake of argument you do convince Bo to meet up with you and hear you out. What exactly do you think saying your piece will accomplish? Do you honestly think he's going to leave his family for the woman who probably will still be taking her social cues from her mean girl's friends if they hadn't spilled the beans on themselves? Do you think you're even going to bring him closure by admitting you fucked up when he's known that from the second he walked out the door? Do you enjoy playing the character in the rom-com everyone wants to see get her comeuppance and then get off the screen so the hero can have his happily ever after with the person he deserves? Or do you not feel like you've gotten a big enough helping of karma yet? If not, then let Bo live the life he's fought so hard to earn in peace and figure out a plan for yours that doesn't involve him. Wise Bat says you are focused way too much on what you need and not how approaching Bo will affect him. You accused him of cheating based off hearsay. You refused to listen to him or even trust him. You tanked that relationship and he outgrew you. He has a family and he's presumably happy. What exactly are you looking to accomplish? He knows he didn't cheat on you, so hearing you apologize for having no faith in him will do absolutely fuck all. Do not approach him at all. And one more comment from Light Lit who says, Your so-called friends are not slash were never your friends. They played a major part in breaking you two up. They sound miserable and unserious in general. I hope you've dropped them. O seems to be the one that got away for you, and while that sucks, there's nothing you should do about it. It's been years. He's moved on man has offspring and a wife i'm sure he loves you know your post reminds me of another op who broke up with a high school sweetheart he moved on with another girl op was jealous when she saw him and how happy he was she waltzed back into his life claimed she wanted a friendship and those two did the unspeakable twice is he currently with her yes but out of sheer resentment because he knocked her up now why is that relevant to your story you are seemingly going down the same path as that other person trust me is not something you want to do. To break up a home is a very cruel thing, and that's what you'd be doing if you got into contact with him. Please leave Bo alone. He has a family. So this is where Reddit linked two posts and, and assumed they found Bo's post who posted separately. And Bo's title was My Male 30, Younger Sister, Female 26, Wants Me to Give an Old Ex, Female 29, Closure. I'm married and don't see how this will do any good. Why is my sister insistent on this? Posted elsewhere, but was told to post here instead, since it involved familiar relationships. Lurker posted on a throwaway. When I was young, I had a girlfriend that was my best friend long before we dated. We had a breakup midway through college, but she said some vile things to me. It was hard, but I made it a choice to walk away. I became the butt end of the joke after the breakup, and honestly, the mocking and teasing I got from other students in college was enough that I fast-tracked my way to a degree much to the detriment to my health. Seeing how she moved on quickly made me question our childhood friendship too. So there was that. It took a few years and I moved on with my life. Got married just a few years ago and have a son. About a month ago, my ex emailed me with an apology over the breakup and asking if we could catch up. 
I thanked her for the apology but said that I think meeting up is not a good idea. Since then, she's been emailing me every few days. Both our families are friends and my younger sister has been pressuring me to give my ex a face-to-face for closure. No one else in my family is so insistent. My sister, when we were younger, looked up to my ex as an older sister. The last I heard, it's been years since they talked. One thing is for sure, I don't want to talk to my ex, but I also want to keep my relationship with my sister. How do you suggest I navigate my relationship with my sister? ETA, my wife saw every email as they came in. Nothing was hidden from her. I blocked the ex this morning and my wife is a little bummed out because she was enjoying reading my ex's emails and how strange they were. I shared the thread with my sister. No response yet. And someone found a thread on Reddit that has a lot of details similar to my ex. I'm 50-50 if it's her, but it reads way too unhinged to the woman I once knew. Plus, some details are off, but some Redditors think it was for plausible deniability. The poster messaged me and it might be her. I can't imagine she's this unhinged. Then lots of people were asking Bo questions about different relationships, so OP comes in with some answered questions. They started off with my sister saying, My sister read the thread and read the other post that I'm still 50-50 being the ex. It feels too unhinged, which is what makes me not sure. Plus some of the details. First off, my sister says she has cut my ex off. She thought that a final conversation was good etiquette with old friends, even if they chose to not be friends. After reading the other post, which my sister is also 50-50 on, she said even if it's not her, it's close enough that I'm freaked. She never really understood my pain from that situation, since I was pretty bottled up about it while it was happening. I didn't set ultimatums to cut off family members back then, and maybe I should have. Might have saved some pain. I did get apologies as well. We're good now. The other editor, Opie says, to clarify, I blocked the woman that posted the other thread. Since she seemed unhinged, even if she was or wasn't the ex, the details seemed off too. The details. Our hometown isn't a major metropolitan area, but I wouldn't say we were hicks or rednecks. We suddenly didn't grow up in the boonies. We grew up in the suburbs. If anything, I think the college was in a town that technically had a smaller population than our hometown. Yes, I do go to church, but I never mentioned it since religion could be a hot topic to people you just met. And even back then, there was Google. I wouldn't ask where a church was in a new town. Both emails posted, the gist is the same, but the formatting is different. The breakup. I didn't like my ex's college friends, that is true, but the confrontation was not me being some stone-faced terminator. I was angry crying throughout it, and it was emotionally draining. She first said she heard I was making out with some girl. I asked when and with who. She said she didn't know. I asked who saw it. She said, wouldn't you like to know? Any attempt to say where I was when this happened was her claiming I was gaslighting her. It was exhausting. I said something like, I didn't like what college was turning her into, and we both shouted we were done, more or less. It was almost a decade ago, and like I said, it was emotionally exhausting. She immediately was seen with this other dude, who seemed to enjoy humiliating me. Rumors spread about either slash both of us cheating, and the other dude even said that I watched once, which was humiliating. He one time even put his hand on my shoulder, all buddy-buddy going, no hard feelings. I was living in the dorms. My parents put money on a food plan at the dining hall, so I had to stay on campus when I wasn't working. I signed up for extra courses when I could and fast-tracked my way to a degree to get out of hell. My family. My mother did take my ex's side. 
I don't know what type of story she got and she never confronted me about it. I did get disapproving looks at Thanksgiving and Christmas. She never approved of any girl I brought over for a while either. My mum did call me a few years ago apologising for not even asking my side of the story and said that my ex was dead to her. So that part of the other post kind of lines up. My mother has made considerable amounts of effort to fix our relationship. She's very welcoming to my wife and child. She doesn't even utter the name of my ex in the house. We're not at 100% but she's making the effort. My wife. My wife saw every email from my ex. Nothing was ever hidden from her. My wife and I were both 100% against going to meet the ex, together or separate. She was enjoying reading the ex's emails but understood when the fun had to stop. So for now, I think this is a happy ending. So, one of the Reddit users sees Bo's post and shares it with a previous user who was Amy. And Amy replies saying, I feel like I could die from shame right now. And the user says, is it you? The other OP says, it's not. You still talk to your ex's sister. And to which the Amy, the previous user, replied, I'm 100% sure it is him. I just sent him a message and he has not responded. Yes, I still talk to his sister. And then Bo left another comment which said, Sister read the thread in all replies. She apologized and said she's cutting my ex off too. Happy ending. Yeah, and Bo didn't seem convinced that the other post was the ex because of how unhinged her behavior was. But when he started talking about the mother and how she treated him and never approved of any girl and, and the way that they fixed their relationship, it does sound awfully similar, doesn't it? And then the other post confirming that that is 100% Bo. So I guess now it comes down to you guys. What do you guys make of this situation? Bo claims it's a happy ending for him and he's cut the ex out of his life and seems to think that if their posts are linked, that his ex is unhinged. What do you guys think? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. Let's have another story. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like, what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. And our next story comes from the Am I the Arsehole subreddit from Fine Hotel 4950 and says, Am I the Arsehole for saying I don't like my friend's boyfriend, which caused him to lose a job opportunity? I-27 have a friend, Natalie, who has a boyfriend, Jamie. Jamie is a complete jerk. He's one of those people who makes below-the-belt jokes and then calls you sensitive if you don't find it funny. In the 18 months I have known him, he has called Natalie fat average, boring to her face too many times to count. He's called many of our mutual friends rude and demeaning things and has purposely antagonized me on many occasions. 
We all put up with him because if we don't, we'd never see Natalie, but he really is the butt of everyone's jokes and a walking cliche. My roommate Harry recently had a job come up in his company that Natalie asked him to interview Jamie for. Harry is part of our wider friendship group. His friend is dating one of the girls in our group and has met Jamie but not really spent much time with him, so he thought he was an alright guy. I decided to keep out of it because I know Jamie has been unemployed for a while and it has really affected Natalie. However, when Harry mentioned he was going to do the interview at our apartment, he could see I was uncomfortable. I didn't mention anywhere near the extent of Jamie's behavior. Just said he'd made a couple of demeaning remarks to slash about me and I wasn't overly keen on being around when he was. I told Harry not to do anything about this and that he should hire the best person for the job. Harry went through with the interview but he made Jamie do a lot of prep work and a presentation to other employees and then made the interview extremely long for no reason. Then at the end he said he wasn't going to hire him. Jamie got mad at Natalie over it and she got mad at me saying I shouldn't have said anything about Jamie knowing how great the job would be and how hard it is to get jobs in the field. On top of that, I should have been sensitive to his unemployment and that I'm ignorant to how difficult the job market is. She's now not speaking to me and our friends are divided. Two think I shouldn't have said anything because Jamie really needs to work and ultimately it would have been helping Natalie. One friend thinks it's fair that I expressed not wanting Jamie in my home and that I owed it to Harry to tell him because Jamie is an HR problem waiting to happen. On the one hand, yes, his off-the-clock behavior shouldn't cost Jamie a job, but on the other hand, why should I have to cover up for the way Jamie is? If honesty makes him look bad, then maybe that's his problem. Then again, I guess it was some pretty petty antics that had real-life consequences, so maybe I shouldn't have said anything. I'm not sure whether I should apologize. ETA for everyone asking how it got out that I told Harry. Jamie went home and went off on Natalie about him not getting the job and it was basically a lock with Harry doing it as a favor to Nat. She figured the only person who would have changed Harry's mind about doing her the favor was me, so she called and I ended up telling her the truth. She then told everyone else. Edit 2. For everyone who missed it in the post, Harry and I are roommates, so my home is his home. Harry has a home office and works out of that office most days. He conducts meetings from there all the time, which is normally fine because I know all his employees really well. He did not end up having the interview with Jamie at the apartment, yet it at the registered company office. RM says not the arsehole, it is likely that Harry didn't make the interview extremely long for no reason. He did it to test Jamie on things that came up in your conversation, to see if your passing comments were just you having a personality conflict with a nice guy, or if things you mentioned would be issues in his work. It is likely that the interactions with other employees was to see if others got an uncomfortable vibe. Most people can put on a good front for a short interview. Putting them in a more real-world situation shakes people out of their best behavior so you can see who they would actually be on the job. You did nothing wrong. Jamie only has himself to blame for not getting the job. The fact that he got angry at Natalie because he didn't get a job tells you a lot about someone not taking responsibility for their own actions. That kind of behavior would totally come up in interactions with his potential co-workers and likely have more to do with why Jamie didn't get the job than anything you said. If he had got the job, he would likely have failed his probation period anyway. Sad flatworm says not the arsehole, you said his off-the-clock behavior shouldn't cost him a job, but he only got this opportunity because of your friendship group, so unfortunately for him, his off-the-clock behavior is a known factor for the employer. It's his own attitude that has cost him the loss of his job. Plus, why is your home being used for an interview location? That's just weird and you have every right to protect your home and keep it a safe space for you. Daughter of Dusk says not the arsehole, you simply said you two don't get along. 
Harry had no reason to make the interview extra hard over something that could be easily due to personal incompatibility, unless you gave him details. And how do you know that Harry made the interview long for no reason and the prep work and presentation weren't necessary? Have you witnessed other interviews in the past? Did Harry tell you he did it on purpose? It could just be interviews in their field are like that because they need to test different skills. When I applied for my current job, they made me spend a day in the office with my colleagues to see how we interacted. If I hadn't passed the vibe check, they wouldn't have hired me. But now, what do you guys make of this situation? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. Now, just a huge thank you from the bottom of my heart for getting involved in today's stories. As always, you're absolutely amazing. Thank you so much for being a part of it all. I really do appreciate you and your time out of your day. It's super important. I can never get over the fact that you're spending it here, listening in, in loads of different places. I get loads of messages on Twitter, like what you're up to at your work. Someone, as I said recently, someone sent me a picture of them sort of in a in a digger whilst they were listening to stories. It was amazing. <laughs> Let me know what you're up to over on Twitter at Mark Narrations. And hopefully I will see you in the next one. Take care. And much love. Wake up, get up, get up, stretch my legs, eat some breakfast, milk and eggs, brush my teeth up, wash my face, throw my clothes on, start my day. Wake up, I can smell the smoke from the bacon. Let's go, see the sun shining from the windows. Okay, I know that today will be a good day. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.